Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are, uh, Monday. Good morning, uh, happy mid, Monday. Mid-December, uh, continuing our series on overcoming worry, uh, fear, and anxiety, which <laughs> it's kind of funny. Um, you'd think Christmas, it would mm-hmm. be the opposite. Uh, isn't this a time of, you know, ending the year and relaxation and all that? Interesting enough, for most people, it's it's, it's actually raises it to the opposite. Raises, right? <laughs> raises up uh, fear, anxiety, and worry uh, out mm-hmm. of uh, partly uh, again they, we've a little bit lost the the beauty of it, uh, which was always intended to uh, uh, be a time of of a fellowship, celebration, uh, and in a sense relaxation. Uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, uh, but, um, you know, do you celebrate Advent with your family at all? We do, but in the loosest sense, you'll, we'll do a few things with it. We don't do a lot with it. Yeah. Uh, Linda, uh, I think I talked about this a little bit. She's the Jesse tree tree and and it's a big deal for our family. Uh, even Mm -hmm. still, uh, even if it's just Linda and I will do the Jesse tree and, uh, Mm -hmm. we, we light the, we light the Advent candle and there's, uh, four candles, and uh, they represent uh, each week as a different uh, season from December 1st to the 24th uh, and uh, Advent. Well, uh, it started, uh, uh, interesting enough, uh, way back in uh, around the 6th century, uh, 5th and 6th century, okay. uh, that was, uh, there were bishops uh, that were, you know, they had been... Uh, Constantine, remember, came in the fourth century and basically tried to convert the world to Christianity. Um, and uh, they understood uh, celebration of the birth of Christ, um, and, they, and it was a kind of a big deal. So, what they uh, some some bishops uh, developed Advent, mm-hmm. and Advent, interesting enough, was as it began was. Uh, supposed to be a time of prayer and fasting. Oh, was it really? Yeah, that's how it started. Uh, was okay. that well? Let's let's uh, stop our normal stuff, mm-hmm. um, and let's make Advent, uh, at the, particularly the beginning of it. Uh, and it wasn't it wasn't for twenty five days. It was just let's have a, let's have a, a break mm-hmm. from. And they started it. You know, the first uh, and the Germans, by the way, really perfected it. <laughs> Um, and they developed uh, that what's called the Advent calendar. Right. We have uh, Advent calendars all over our house. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so in the uh, 15th, 16th, 17th century, uh, they had developed uh, the Advent calendar and mm-hmm. and uh, kind of made it a big deal. And they are, it was very profitable for people who made them. Um, and then they made them even with chocolates in them and all kinds of cool mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, 
but it started out um, in the fifth, sixth century as uh, Advent. They call it Advent, but it was it was a time of prayer and fasting to start it. Stop what we're doing. Let's relax. Uh, let's let's get ready for the birth of Christ and celebrate that. And then they would transfer. And this, by the way, was is out of the Jewish tradition. Um, and and we've talked about the feast, for example. Mm. Well, they always started with prayer and fasting, and then they moved quick, pretty quick from prayer and fasting of to celebrating and to feast. celebrating feasting, fellowship, fun games, uh, whatever. Mm. So uh, it's really interesting. Uh, when you, when everybody is thinking about Advent, which we're in the middle of right now, that it really is to be a time of rest uh, and reflection. Um, and of course, Americans, particularly, we've gotten into uh, busy, 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 right. and, and you know, do stuff and buy stuff and get over our head financially, and uh, and you know, it's kind of a, a system mm-hmm. as opposed to wait, wait a second, it's supposed to be a, t- a time of of uh, celebration, right, and fellowship, and wholeness, and healthiness, uh, mm-hmm. and the life of that. You know, so I, we urge everybody, if you can, to rethink maybe how you're approaching Christmas. And it's really simple. Uh, Lynn and right. I, Lynn and I, I learned this a long, long time ago. Uh, are you enjoying it? Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you're not enjoying it, then something's wrong. And you right. got to you got to rethink doing it, which is what Linda and I do. And what we what we do, by the way, is uh, we calendar it out because mm-hmm. uh, you know it, it does change because you got you got uh, business parties to go to, you got small groups to go to, you got family. Family. Linda yeah. and I are dealing and with all that right now. That you have period traditions too. and yeah. all the different things that are available and that you have to take care of. And mm-hmm. we calendar it out. Uh, you know, hey, honey, is that is that going to work for you? Mm-hmm. So that you're still rested and you're not right. worried and, and weary, and uh, uh, let's enjoy it. Um, and Linda's, uh, you know, she's really terrific at decorations. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, our whole house, we had a Alice for Thanksgiving, and so, right. know, uh, we we taped uh, Joshua and Aiden are be on again soon. Um, and uh, Linda already had her Christmas trees up. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, so that was kind of fun. And she, what yes, she we did. We do is, have all nine of ours up now. <laughs> yeah, they're all up. Oh, they this, are all this, up. Must, must Everything is decorated head to toe. <laughs> must be beautiful. Uh, and um, uh, what she did was she left the dining room table and the living room, which are together, uh, Thanksgiving. Right. Uh, everything else. And I it. bet pretty quickly she transformed it, though. <laughs> uh, as soon as. <laughs> yeah. She said, get the totes. And it's out. Everything's out, and uh, everything's getting uh, put up for Christmas. And that's great. Uh, so it was, it was fun. Uh, anyway, so the key is as we approach uh, Christmas season, particularly with what's going on in the world. You know, it's we, we've talked about uh, Friday. We talked about uh, the Omicron variant. You know, and that's scaring a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. uh oh, does this mean another lockdown? Does this mean everything's right. going to change? What about my job? Uh, the stock market and crashed. even am I going to be able to see my family for Christmas? And, yeah, yeah. You know, travel plans that I've made is that going to still happen? That's right. Lots, even just littler things. Yeah, yeah. a lot of things have caused a, a fear and worry. And by the way, because of the chaos of the world, there's all the trouble 
mm-hmm. that everybody's experiencing. Uh, right. And, you know, how do we overcome that in hard relationships and dysfunctional families and all kinds of stuff? Well, this is why we've, we've gone through this series uh, that, uh, you know, we, again, that we trust uh, that God says, you know, bring the issue to me. Uh, let me resolve it. I'm going to resolve it. Uh, and you can know, God speaking, that I understand. In the world, you're going to have trouble. I've overcome it. So don't don't look at you should never have trouble, but let me resolve the trouble for you. And you don't need to worry about it. And you don't need to be right. anxious about it and fearful about it. Um, he said that that takes trust that I'm going to do it. Trust in who I am. Uh, he said, hold on to me. Uh, cling to me, stay with me, walk with me, uh, and I'll build and give you the trust. Uh, he said, then uh, uh, we're going to uh, learn together uh, this aspect of uh, uh, understanding his will and uh, and going together. And then we talked about the aspect of the, what we call the sacred assembly, uh, bringing your community together and right. coming, coming around you uh, to work through what it means, you know, to follow God. Um, and, and then we said um, we would begin to focus on his promise to restore us, which he says, I will do. You can, you can get to a depth of that and say, okay, hand me over now your specific problem with a thought and understanding is it's not generic. It's not, yeah, I'll, I'll take care of it, which is where a lot of prayers go, by the way. Right. Uh, is, yeah, I got a problem, take care of it. Uh, not really believe it, by the way, he will. Uh, right. And God said, no, it's just way more specific than that. Is I'm going to, but now come and talk to me about it. That's why, you know, dialogue and process and, and uh, go through it. And now we're going to move in today is, uh, well, how do we actually get to that level of specificity and what do, what can we uh, rely on? So let's start with uh, Deuteronomy uh, chapter uh, 30. Uh, and read verses 1 through 10. Deuteronomy 30, 1 through 10. And when all these things come upon you, the blessing and the curse, which I have set before you, and you call them to mind among all the nations where the Lord your God has driven you, and return to the Lord your God, you and your children, and obey his voice in all that I command you today with all your heart and with all your soul, then the Lord will God will restore your fortunes and have mercy on you. And he will gather you again from all the peoples where the Lord your God has scattered you. If you're outcast or in the uttermost parts of heaven, from there the Lord your God will gather you, and from there he will take you. And the Lord your God will bring you into the land that your fathers possessed, that you may possess it. And he will make you more prosperous and numerous than your fathers. And the Lord your God will circumcise your heart and the heart of your offspring, so that you will love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, that you may live. And the Lord your God will put all these things, all these curses on your foes and enemies who persecuted you. And you shall again obey the voice of the Lord and keep all his commandments that I command you today. The Lord your God will make you abundantly prosperous in all the work of your hand, in the fruit of your womb and in the fruit of your cattle and in the fruit of your ground. For the Lord will take delight in prospering you as he took delight in your father's. When you obey the voice of the Lord your God to keep his commandments and his statutes that are written in this book of the law, when you turn to the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul. Yeah. Uh, So, um, yeah, remember, he's he's describing uh, the covenant. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Um, When 
you experience adversity and particularly if you've cost it yourself right because you walked away from me um, mm -hmm. and you were scattered and now you are experiencing basically really difficulty in your life mm -hmm. um, he says if you return to me in returning remember we've described it as holding on to seeking his will what do you have to say about this um, what are you going to do and, and how do you want me to follow you right. to the to the right place so that you can you can fulfill what you're going to say i uh, said if you do that what what does he say basically in these 10 verses he's going to abundantly bless you yeah for one thing yes yeah i'm going <laughs> to restoration i'm yeah. going to i'm going to restore you um, and it really doesn't even matter. And this is really interesting. Uh, he says, even though you're scattered to the farthest mm -hmm. place. And what he's referring there is, yeah, you walked away from me. Mm -hmm. um, and you, you are, from your viewpoint, is you're a way far away from what could have been, uh, might have been, and what you understood. If, if I would have followed God, it would have been better. And I'm way far away from that. And God says, interesting enough, none of that matters. Right. How about today? How about now? Mm -hmm. Let me restore you now from where you are at the moment. And this is why you and I keep saying the kingdom of God is just a step away. Uh, it's if you if you now it doesn't matter how severe it is. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. If you, if you come back to me now and you walk with me like we've been talking about, I'm going to restore this specifically to you. And he goes through a, a very interesting description of that. He said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to prosper you. And remember, the word prosperity, don't look at it as um, wealth. Right. It doesn't uh, necessarily mean financial. Yeah, yeah it doesn't mean uh, financial wealth, uh, which is how we define prosperity. Uh, well, I, I get wealth. Uh, uh, rather, uh, it's uh, that I'm going to bless you with financial freedom. I'm going to take this issue you've got, and I'm going to restore it all. And he gets a description. He says, your animals, your crops, your vineyards. Mm -hmm. and, and what he's describing is, you know, for, for the, the, the nation of Israel, is everything that you need to have prosperity, freedom, joy, abundance, I'll take care. I'm going to restore it to you. And he, right. gets, he gets a very specific thing. And so what he's saying is this, come to me and now start to lay out the specificity of what is it that you're dealing with? Right. What, what is the heavy struggle? What's, what's the, the burden that you have? And it's going to be unique to you. Uh, and he says, uh, I'm going to restore it, but it's not a generic thing. It's not like, well, I hope it works. Rather, he says, start talking to me specifically about your issue. Uh, and, and you can take these verses and believe I'm going to do it absolutely 100%. Right. I love even um, in verse, let's see, I guess it's part of verse nine where he says, the Lord will again take delight in prospering yeah. you as he took delight in your fathers. I think that's an important thing for us to hold on to because I do think one of the misnomers that we have is 
we believe the lie that God is too busy or has too, <laughs> has bigger fish to fry yeah. to be <laughs> caught up in the nuances of the details of my life. Yeah. And or whatever, especially if I caused it myself. Well, you know, let me just fix it and then I'll go back and talk to him or right, whatever. Right, right. And but this verse reminds us that honestly, it's his delight to do this. He, he wants to be in those details with us. It actually brings him joy. So I just, I challenge anybody who is feeling that, that resistance to go to him because they think he doesn't care or doesn't, shouldn't be bothered with these details to remember. It's actually the truth. That's a lie from the enemy that he doesn't want to be bothered with the details. The truth that is in his word is that he delights to be in the details. I delight to be in your details and resolve it specifically for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, again, take these verses and, and really go through them and then start what you would do is start again to write down, uh, well, what exactly is the burden I'm facing? What is the issue right. I've got? What is the heaviness that's causing me to go to fear, worry, and anxiety? And write it out. Um, yeah. uh, and say to him, okay, you said that you're going to, uh, it's going to delight. I love that what you just uh, highlighted is you're going to delight to mm-hmm. take care of this for me. Right. Um, right. And I'm saying yes. <laughs> um, I would like to experience this. So I say mm-hmm. yes. Uh, I'm willing to go. Let's go. Uh, okay, then uh, we go to uh, a familiar psalm, uh, 23, uh, 1 to uh, 6. Uh, somebody read that for us. It's 23. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul and he leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah. Uh, So uh, here he's saying that, um, let me be your shepherd. Mm -hmm. I care about you, uh, my sheep. Um, It's a personal, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, is personal. He said, uh, first of all, let me give you some rest. Uh, so take a break. And this, by the way, is where prayer and fasting could even facilitate. We talked a little bit about it. Is that right. um, this is an opportunity <clears throat> to take the break and kind of what I say, let the air out. You know, just okay. You've been you've been anxious. You've been fearful. You've been worried. Okay, uh, why don't you just take a break? Uh, come to God and say, I'm going to just rest for the minute in you because I need to talk to you and dialogue with you about this issue that I have. Because you said I'm going to, you're going to take care of it. Right. Uh, you're going to restore. And he talks about here, restore my soul. Mm-hmm. Okay, now think about that. This is really cool. Um, what's happened if you're in, in worrying, uh, fear and anxiety, what's happened to your soul? It's damaged. Yeah. You're, you're feeling the angst and the core of it yeah yeah see um you're not restored you're you're falling apart mm-hmm. uh at the soul level and that's it that's see that's your inner thinking that's your peace uh that's your your worry uh what's going on with you uh you've lost that peace and you're gone to that uh, level of anxiety and struggle you said well let me restore that Back to what? Wholeness. Lack. No, no longer do you need to be worried. No longer do you need to be fearful. No longer do you need to be anxious. Um, I'm going to give you 
uh, shalom. Yeah, there's a verse that I was just um, just listening to earlier, Colossians 1.17, Neil, that says he is before all things and in him all things hold together. Yeah. And, um, and what was pointed out to me is that in him all things hold together. And if things are falling apart, we're not in him. Right. You know, because he is, you know, he is the one who unites, who holds all things together individually and corporately. And so that's a good indicator when you, you know, you were just talking about when we feel like we're falling apart, all we do is pivot and back in him. When we are in him, his word promises that he holds it together for right. us. Right. And so there's this, this place of stability there. Right. right. And he says, with that, uh, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, this, this is not a great place to be. I'm not going to fear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the word evil there is in dark, awful black. It's I'm not going to fear the things that frustrate, annoy, irritate, come against me, cause me to be worried. I'm not going to right. fear that uh, because you prepare a table for me. Uh, and then it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the rest of the days of my life. And the word there in the Hebrew is covenant loyalty mm, and covenant good. loyalty, God's covenant loyalty, loyal to the covenant. I'm going to bless you. And that's going to follow you all the days of your life that you let me be your shepherd. Right. Um, and you can trust it. Uh, so as you move, we talked about writing out uh, the specifics. Um, one of the things to talk to God about would be, what does mercy and goodness look like to you? Um, oh, in, other, in other words, um, well, I'm worried about, or I'm struggling with, or I got a problem, or I got an mm-hmm. issue, or I got an adversity. Uh, for me, um, it would look like this uh, to be different, to be resolved. Now, by the way, it's not necessarily, we're not talking about how or when. We're just getting a picture of, you know, hey, I got this uh, problem with, uh, you know, like in our business, uh, when we had the problem we talked about with uh, attorney. Right. Well, you can go to fear, worry, and anxiety. And, uh-oh, uh-oh, you know, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? We're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. That's it. Rest, go to rest. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take care of this. You know, what does that look like to you? Well, it looks like having a guy that actually knows what he's doing, that treats us fairly <laughs> and gets things done well. We, we don't have to spend a lot of energy on it with worried about the outcome. Right. God said, yeah, I know. How about if I fix that for you? Mm-hmm. Now, now what, what we don't do, and this is important, um, that piece of it, generally, you can kind of identify. It would kind of look like this. The, pro- the problem is we said, okay, I'm going to go take care of this. Right. Um, and I'm, I'm struggling with my current one, and I'm going to go find a new one, and I've got to work, 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 and hope I get the right one. What if I don't get the right one? And God says, well, we talked about what it looks like. Why don't you let me do that for you? It's funny this week, God gave me an illustration that I think you'll appreciate. You know, when you were talking about what it looks like to hold fast, you gave the picture of a toddler, which we can all remember clinging to your leg, like a tree trunk and you're walking and, and that toddler's just hanging on for dear life and going wherever you go in that. And that was that picture of clinging to Jesus. Um, and really holding fast to him. And uh, God reminded me, he's like, sometimes you're really good at that, Kathy. You hold on for dear life and you are holding fast. And he's like, other times 
it's kind of like we're running a three-legged race. Our legs are tied together and I'm not leaving you. You're not leaving me, but sometimes you try to go at your own pace. (laughs) And when you do, it trips up the flow of what we're trying to do. And you coming with me, have you ever been in a three-legged race before? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Oh yeah. I have. Yes. And you know, and you do that. If you tried, if you start to go your own way, somebody trips and skins their knee and somebody else, you know, you, you get out of sync and he's like, you know, I want you to really get, get a hold of that picture. That holding fast is hanging onto that leg. Yeah. Um, The three-legged race is what I think we as Christians tend to do. We are securely tied to him. He's not leaving us. He is there, but we sometimes try to take our own steps, our own pace and go our own direction. And in doing that, we are not able to sprint and complete the race that he's called us to. That's right. That's right. A beautiful illustration. Um, And so as we, as we start to picture what would it look like? Uh, and again, God's going to refine that and, and give you his wisdom and his insight. But you're starting to move from, well, this problem's never going to get resolved or it's not going to turn out well. And God says, well, I'd like you to shift your thinking. First of all, come and talk to me about it. Write it out. Go ahead. Tell me what all about it. What is what's going on specifically to you? Now start to picture, well, what would it look like to be resolved? Um, and, and be careful that we don't we don't go further and say, oh, by the way, uh, this is what it looks like. And by the way, this is how I want you to do it. And this is how fast I want yes. you to do it. And please rubber stamp my plans. That's it. I got a, I got a plan for this. Uh, then you're back into anxiety. Is that just start the process of shifting our energy mm-hmm. from the focus on the problem, uh, which, by the way, is is what he talked about it with the fast, and he talked about with the sacred assembly mm-hmm. is start to get people around you that say, "Okay, I understand. Uh, I believe God's going to resolve this. Let's go find out, mm-hmm. and let's go work on that together." Uh, and it shifts it shifts your thinking because why? God says, "I'm loyal to the covenant, and that's following you all the days of your life. Let me let me be your shepherd." All right, let's go to Psalm uh, thirty six. Uh, and read verses five through 12. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. Your righteousness is like the mountains of God. Your judgments are like the great deep. Man and beast you save, O Lord. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. The children of mankind take refuge in the shadow of your wings. They feast on the abundance of your house and you give them drink from the river of your delights. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we do we see light. Oh, continue your steadfast love to those who know you and your righteousness to the upright of heart. Let not the foot of arrogance come upon me, nor the hand of the wicked drive me away. There the evildoers lie fallen, and they are thrust down, unable to rise. Yeah. Um, so he talks um, uh, throughout this psalm about steadfast love. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, that word in the Hebrew, uh, we just read in Psalm uh, 23, uh, mercy will follow me. Well, that word is covenant loyalty. Uh, This word, steadfast love, guess what? Also covenant loyalty. Covenant loyalty, same word. Uh, Let covenant loyalty Mm. uh, be characteristic of what I begin to understand you're going to do. Um, and and when, he, when we talk about loyal to the covenant, uh, which we'll have a whole whole series on that sometime down the road, uh, is I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. 
It's absolute. And I'm God said, I'm loyal to that. Let that set it up. Uh, what? You just talked about, I got a problem. Um, I got a picture of what I think might be a, might be at least a, a way that I could uh, picture resolution. Um, and I'm going to now come to you and expect you to take that covenant loyalty and apply it <clears throat> to my situation. Right. Uh, that you're going to, you're going to resolve this. And he says, uh, to the level of, um, I'm no longer, uh, caught up and burdened by it because I know you're going to do it. And, and the enemy and the people opposing me or the difficulty I have isn't going to, isn't going to succeed. So he tells them both. He said, I'll, I'll take care of it for you. And you can, you can be trusting in that. And don't worry that I'll take care of, of those that are opposing you. I'm not going to let them win the game. Uh, you can be assured of that. Uh, and he says, my paths are delightful. And I delight in giving you my delightful path. <laughs> you know, and there, and there it is again. Uh, yeah. He delights in it. <laughs> yeah, I delight in my in, uh, rivers of pleasure. Is that mm -hmm. I'm going to uh, fulfill uh, you. So as you process this, <coughs> me, it's um, uh, starting to identify the specifics of uh, what exactly are you uh, uh, going to do and how do you want me to respond to that? Because now he says, I'm going to uh, take care of this. And and now the question we start, we, we've identified the problem. We've uh, discussed, here's what, here's what it looks like to me for resolution. Now, Father, what do you have to say about this? Right. In the context of not thinking Maybe he's going to say nothing, uh, or maybe uh, I'm going to just suffer with this. I guess I guess I got to put up with it. He said, "No, I don't want you to be in worry and fear and anxiety. I'm going to give you the covenant." And now, it's specifically, uh, the question is, "Well, how? What do you have to say about that? Uh, and, and show me that path of delight." And uh, I love even at the end of that the warning in there. You know, he talks about you know, expecting the covenant loyalty there. And then he caps it with that warning, by the way, don't let pride get you away from this because the promise is that I'm going to resolve this. The promise is that I am faithful to the covenant. Um, but what's going to trip you up is arrogance and deciding to take it on your own rather than staying with me. Yeah. And think about, uh, David, this is David, uh, who's writing this, um, why would he put that in there? Keep me from because from, he's known that yeah. <laughs> he's done that a few times. Yeah, yeah. keep me from. Um, he said, "I understand," and you said it earlier that our default mm -hmm. um, is to go to the flesh, go to the the uh, the aspect of uh, our own way. Mm -hmm. And he's basically saying, "I know arrogance." Basically, says, "I know better than you." Right. Um, and I'm going to follow what I think is a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, and he says, if I'm going to participate in the covenant, which you've said you're loyal to, the one thing I'm asking you to help me with is, could I stay true to you and surrender? Get that pride out of the way. And not <laughs> and not drift off into fixing this myself. Yeah. And I, I, exactly. Uh, keep me in that place of humility, surrender, mm -hmm. that I get to stay with you and you get to resolve it. 
Uh, okay, let's go to Psalm 41, and he tells us uh, again, uh, 41, 1 to 13, a little bit long, but it's worthy of looking at Psalm 41, 1 to 13. <clears throat> Blessed is the one who considers the poor in the day of the trouble in the day of trouble the Lord delivers him the Lord protects him and keeps him alive he is called blessed in the land you do not give him up to the will of his enemies the Lord sustains him on a sickbed in his illness you restore him to full health as for me I said oh Lord be gracious to me heal me for I have sinned against you my enemies say of me in malice when will he die and his name perish and when one comes to see me, he utters empty words while his heart gathers iniquity. When he goes out, he tells it abroad. All who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst for me. They say a deadly thing is poured out on him. He will not rise again from where he lies. Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. But you, O oh Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. By this, I know that you delight in me. My enemy will not shout in triumph over me, but you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Amen. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful uh, statement that, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I've got a problem uh, and uh, I'm trusting you to uh, give me the 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 path, the, the details, how do you want to resolve it by putting me in the right spot? Um, I'm willing to walk with you. And he talks about a couple of things here is that uh, one of the problems is that um, I've got opposition um, and I've got things and people and companies and situations that are working against me. Um, and they look like they're, they're winning the game. Right. Uh, and I'm worried that I'm not gonna make it through. Uh, make it through meaning uh, get back to some kind of life of normalcy or joy. Uh, he said, the guy said, well, I'll, I'm gonna take care of that. Uh, so tell me if you have opposition, where is it? Let me give you insight about that. And let me, I'm gonna come against that and you can be sure they're not gonna succeed against you even, and he goes into this interesting statement, even the people that you thought were good friends. Uh, it's really interesting. Uh, a lot of worry, fear, and anxiety are around relationships. Yes, absolutely. Um, and people that hurt you and it surprises you mm -hmm. uh, out of, like, first of all, just there's a, and this is kind of a, a false understanding, but because somebody's a Christian, you would think because they're Christians, we're not going to have any relationship issues. Right. Because isn't, isn't Christianity love? Right. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, we find out something, including, including us. Uh, God says you can be a believer, but you can be in the carnal that what we talked about is the default back to the self where I'm living in essence as a practical atheist. Uh, I taught with Henry Blackaby uh, for several years and that was one of his favorite saints. He says, I'm surprised at, as I travel around the world of how many believers I, I encounter that are acting like they're practical atheists mm. uh, because they've gone away from following God, surrendering to God, experiencing God, 
and to determining life on their own, operating just as the world operates. Um, and, and as a result of that, even though you're a believer, you could have close friends, you could have people that used to be really, you thought, terrific, turn on you, what I call turn on you. Right. Okay. Now, by the way, when we say that, they turned on us. What, is, what does that mean to me? Well, how do I interpret that? What do, you, what do I mean? They turned Usually on Usually that means they've, they've come against me, yeah. you know, in some yeah, they, way. They, and I didn't basically, they basically decided to mm-hmm. do something different mm-hmm. and they stopped caring about what I thought and felt and, and had a heart for. Mm-hmm. They just didn't care. Um, so now they've, they've disappointed me. They've hurt me. Right. Um, yeah, but they're a believer. And well, I understand, but they're living in the carnal. Um, and why does that surprise you? And God says here, I'm going to resolve even relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we got to talk about that. And we're, we're going to get into a section about this specifically. But um, when I say that, I don't mean he's going to make it so that everybody's happy together. Right. I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's going to resolve it for you to know how to live a life of freedom and, and have no fear, worry, and anxiety about that burden of that person that's that's been hurting you. Um, even if they were close to you and used to be mm-hmm. close to you, that now you're surprised about. And it, in, a, in a sense, it hurts you even more. Right. Because, okay, non-believers, yeah, I can see that. People that are, yeah aren't really active in following God. I can see that, but this is a person that I knew. Right. And we used to be, we used to have pretty neat times together and now we're mm-hmm. not. God said, I can resolve that. Um, mm-hmm. So any, anything that is str- a struggle on the relationship side, I'm going to resolve it. And again, um, uh, what I have people do on this point uh, is, um, do you, are you carrying anger towards somebody or frustration? And unforgiveness unforgiveness, hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting enough, the answer almost universally is, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. All right. Well, write them down. Um, what, what is it about it that, that you're hurt or angry about or un- have unforgiveness about? Uh, let's write this down. Um, and now let's go to God and, and we're going to, we're going to get into a specific uh, section about this. Uh, uh, how do we resolve it? meaning God gives you freedom from the burden of that relationship with an offer always to process well, if you can, but a lot of people aren't willing to, which is, by the way, while they're, while they're hurting you, right? Uh, because they don't right. care. They literally don't care. Uh, even as a believer, they just don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, well, then God says, I'll, I'll, he says in the psalm, take this to me too. I'm going to resolve this. You got opposition in your business. You got opposition in your ministry. You got opposition in your church. You got opposition in your, in your family. Tell me about it. I'm going to take care of it. Even, even if it's somebody that's close to you, that you're shocked right. that this is happening. Uh, well, I'll, I'll deal with it. Uh, okay. Let's go to Psalm uh, 80, uh, 14 to 19. Turn again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and see, have regard for this vine, the stock that your right hand planted for the son whom you made strong for yourself. They have burned it with fire. They have cut it down. May they perish at the rebuke of your face, but let your hand be on the man of your right hand 
the son of man, whom you have made strong for yourself. Then we shall not turn back from you. Give us life and we will call upon your name. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. So again, he's talking here is that, uh, again, very specific. Uh, yeah, life was pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it got all burned up. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, wow, what, ha- hey, what happened? Uh, it's all been ruined. Um, okay. What does God say? Let let me bring it back. Let me restore it. Let yeah. me restore it. Trust me, I'm going to restore it. Uh, come to me, bring it to me. Mm-hmm. Apply this truth to you. Yeah, you, you got something that's ruined. Uh, and by the way, here, it doesn't even describe why. Mm-hmm. So there's no limit to that. It's not like, well, God says you caused it. So yeah, you're, you're no, not uh, going to do that. You're, right. you're <laughs> exempt from my restoration. He doesn't say that. He just said, if you have a heart to come to me, right. It doesn't even matter why. Right. You have, you have loss. You're experiencing loss. I understand that. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me restore it mm-hmm. and look at it again. Okay. What does that look like to have that restored uh, back to me um, and move in that direction with, yes, it's ruined. And, and he says, interesting enough, at this point, he's saying, don't even worry about uh, focusing on why. You know it's ruined. And yeah, you got a loss. How about if I just restore it? Let's go. Mm-hmm. How about now? Um, and you start to define that with him because you trust. And you can see what these verses are all saying is that come to me, come to me, come to me. And let's get specific about my heart, willingness, delight, as you spoke, right. to restore this. Yes. And it doesn't bother God. See, God says it doesn't bother me any that uh, that you're, you've experienced this even when you caused it. He said, none of that matters to me. I love you so much. Why don't you let me restore it and come to me and let me get you through this? Because if, uh, and, and you've lost something, uh, and somebody comes to you and says, um, I've got it and I'm going to give it back to you. What does that do for you? Oh, you're excited. Yeah. It's a source of joy. Yeah. Okay. So you were in anxiety mm-hmm. and, and anger and fear. And now I'm going to restore it. Mm-hmm. Really? What the, okay. It changes everything. See? Right. And that's what God's trying to get you to understand is that shift to the restoration piece of it. Shift mm-hmm. to the healing piece of it. Uh, shift to what, you know, God would say now of, let me let me help you uh, understand what that looks like. Um, okay, we got time. Let's do do one more. Psalm eighty five. Uh, it's a little bit long. It's a, it's the Psalm eighty five one to thirteen, but it's worthy of reading. Psalm eighty five one to thirteen. Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. Selah. You withdrew all your wrath. You turned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your indignation towards us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints, but let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. 
Steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground and righteousness looks down from the sky. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps away. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Mm. <laughs> I love that verse. Yeah. Um, he talks again, steadfastness, steadfast love. Mm -hmm. uh, covenant loyalty, covenant loyalty. I'm loyal to the covenant. I'm going to provide you the covenant. Yeah, I know you're, I know you're a mess. Uh, and in this case, he admits, yeah, I really, I really kind of caused this. Um, and I've really contributed to this because I've, I've walked away from you. Uh, but I'm, I want to come back. And, um, and now God do what? Restore me and remove this heaviness and replace it with uh, the joy. Uh, and he says, uh, show me the way. Uh, teach me, teach me your path um, and righteousness and uh, splendor uh, and faithfulness. And faithfulness, the word faithfulness there is uh, truth. Okay. So let, let truth be known to me. Let me understand mm -hmm. it fully. Let me receive it to the full. And your righteousness, which, which you've covered me up and released me from myself, mm -hmm. now you're bringing me to a place of what? Show me good. Uh, show me show me the best. And I would like to go that way. Uh, and so what he's saying is, again, is start to identify uh, the, the request. Okay, what would you say to me about this? What, mm -hmm. what path do you want me to go on? And see, everything ships. When we're anxious, fearful, and worried, uh, we're focused on the problem. Right. And the problem ain't going away and probably going to get worse. And I can foresee it not turning out too well. Um, and I'm heavy hearted. And God says, well, I want you to shift it to say, yeah, I understand. I'm going to restore it. Now you got to walk with me into the restoration. That's why he says, show me the path, show me the way, which means I have a heart to hear. And now think of, think of the movement that that makes. Instead of me focusing on the problem, what am I focused on? On the resolution. By, by doing what? By focusing on him. Yeah, by listening letting to him. him do it. So yeah. I've got to, see, I've got to listen. Um, oh, okay. What do I do now? What do you want to do now? What do you want me to do now? What's the next step? Mm -hmm. Um, and, and everything in your heart, see, shifts from just wallowing in that trouble mm -hmm. to, oh, movement. And movement is God, okay, let me give you instruction. Let me share with you what I'm going to do now. Let me share with you what I want you to do now. And you start to take those steps. And now the energy is what? Moving toward the resolution. And you're, right. you're moving because God's guiding you into those steps. Take it step by step by step uh, so that, you know, uh, as we, we do this in our business uh, is when we have an issue, we, we come together, we pray. OK, Father, uh, we're not going to sit here and wallow in it. Yep. It's a problem. Yeah, it's unpleasant. Yeah, this is crummy. Uh, what do you have to say about this? Give us instruction. What step do we take next? Um, and, the, and just by doing that alone. We start to get relieved from, oh, you know what? This ain't going to last forever. Um, we don't need to put up with this forever. God's going to resolve it. I think I'll go with him. And the, and see, the thing is, I'm, I'm going to listen. 
I got to listen. I got to pay attention. And when I am, my energy is going there, not to my problem. It's really, it's really interesting right. thing uh, that he gives us. So it's an amazing gift when you yeah, think about that. Yeah, um, really and is. I just wanted to highlight, you know, what you didn't say there was that you ask him and then you kept talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I think that's an important thing to point out in that asking and seeking and that, that trusting that he's going to restore is an intentional pause to listen Yes. and, and actually give him space to speak. Exactly. Uh, because yeah. if, we, if we're not, again, we're praying, God, take care of it, God, take care of it, God, take care of it, uh, while we just keep trying to take care of it ourselves. Yes. Uh, yeah. and, and like you say, it's just no pausing. Okay, what do you have to say about that? Um, mm-hmm. And the energy is really around, okay, what are we hearing? What are we understanding? Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, it's out of this, the premise. Well, I know it's going to get resolved. He says he's going to resolve. He's going to show me good. He's going to take care of this. Now I just need to listen to get down the right path to where he's going to do it because he's got to get me to the right place with the right people at the right time for him to do his work. Uh, right. it's, it's really a beautiful thing. So um, as we finish up uh, uh, this piece of it, is we start to get very specific about his promise of resolution uh, to the issue. We'll talk. We're going to talk more about this t- tomorrow. Uh, but it's really important. That's why we have a lot of verses here so that we really can get into the depth of it. Uh, Cause this is something we have to really receive that God says, you can absolutely count on me. I'm going to resolve this. Uh, and it's going to be very specific to you. So we'll, we'll pick this up again tomorrow. Great. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank you for joining us, everyone. We look forward to um, sharing again with you tomorrow. Yeah, so look forward have to a great it. afternoon. Yeah, we'll see you tomorrow. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.